Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Hello world, welcome to episode one of Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. My name is Sam Roberts. For those of you that don't know who I am, you may know me from SiriusXM. You can hear me doing Sam Roberts Show every Friday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on Opie Radio, also on Opie Radio. Of course, I'm best known for uh, being the executive producer of Opie and Jim Norton's morning show. Maybe you know me from YouTube. I've interviewed many, many, many professional wrestlers, sports entertainers, WWE superstars, independent wrestling contractors, and people who work for TNA. All of those I've interviewed, and you can find uh, all those interviews at youtube.com slash notsam. Maybe you know me from my appearances on the WWE Network's Countdown Show or uh, several WWE DVDs as one of those talking heads with all the ridiculous commentary. But now you know me from this show, Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Here's why I'm doing this. So people have been asking me if I do a wrestling podcast for a long time. I've always just had wrestlers on my radio show and put the interviews on YouTube as a way of, of, of showing the interviews to everybody. And, you know, all the wrestling fans get a kick out of it. I have, I have opinions on wrestling constantly. If you know me in my life and you like wrestling, I've probably had many conversations with you about that very topic. But now I get to have it with all of you. I get, to, I get to talk wrestling once a week with you for free here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Um, I, I'm not negative. I'm a very pro, especially WWE, but wrestling in general. If you like podcasts where the, uh, like most podcasts, where the host comes on and he talks about everything that's wrong with wrestling and how much smarter he is than whoever's doing the booking, quote unquote, for whatever wrestling organization he's talking about is, that's not this show. If you like the podcast where they just make a list of all the uh, internet darlings who are getting buried, quote-unquote, that's not this show. If you like podcasts that use wrestling terminology kind of incorrectly, that's not this show. This is a podcast I'm doing because I love pro wrestling. I love sports entertainment. I've watched it from the time I was an infant. Until right now, into adulthood, I've never taken time off. I've never fallen off of what's going on in WWE or any other wrestling organization, major wrestling organization. I don't know what's going on in every single independent group, but give me a break. What I'm going to do here each and every week is I'm going to interview somebody about wrestling, whether that's a, a professional wrestler, a sports entertainer, somebody who works in the business, or somebody who works outside of the business, somebody who works in media. Somebody who does something cool with their life but also happens to be a fan of wrestling. Because there are wrestling fans everywhere, and I, I kind of want this podcast to be a place where we all remember how much fun it is to watch wrestling. I'm also going to spend some time breaking down what I think about what's going on in the wrestling business every week. Here's what I'm going to do differently. Each week I'm going to start with the interview, and I'm going to end with my opinions on what's going on in wrestling. So if you don't want to hear my voice ramble on about wrestling, you don't have to fast forward through it like you do most podcasts. 
You could just stop listening after the interview. I don't care. As long as you download and subscribe, it doesn't matter. You could stop listening whenever you want. But if you enjoy it, I encourage you to keep listening, and you can always tweet me at NotSam. As a matter of fact, if you want to, if you have any questions uh, that pertain to wrestling, you can tweet at NotSam and uh, ask me those questions anytime. I'm going to start, though, with our very first interview, our very first guest on the historic first episode of Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast is a very, very funny comedian named Evan Wexel. Evan is, uh, has become very famous uh, a couple of months ago. His son, I guess, is more famous than he is at this point, but he's a very funny comic. He tours the country. He's been on a whole bunch of different uh, television shows and whatnot. Very successful comedian. But at least in our world, in the wrestling world, he rose to fame when his son, Beckett, was able to name a couple of dozen different wrestling theme songs on YouTube. He played these wrestling songs, and this two-year-old kid, his son is two years old, his name is Beckett, and he was able to just rattle off these wrestling personalities based on theme songs. The minute I saw this, I thought, i got to talk to this guy, and I hunted him down. If you haven't seen it, go check it out on YouTube. Um, you can also see he just posted a new video where... Uh, uh, his son Beckett is naming theme music from NXT. I guess he's got his kid watching the WWE Network because his kid is naming a whole bunch of NXT theme songs. I got a chance to talk to Evan and his wife about, you know, what I want to talk about, about wrestling, about how Evan got into wrestling, about how, you know, his wife has to deal with the fact that Evan watches wrestling constantly. And I got to pull in that adorable little two-year-old Beckett uh, to get him to try to name some wrestling songs. Without further ado, here he is, Evan Wexel, his wife. We'll talk to them for a little bit and then bring in uh, Beckett, the amazing two-year-old who can name any wrestling theme song. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. All right, so uh, YouTube phenomenon, Evan Wexel and his wife, uh, Kelly, are here with me. What's going on, guys? Welcome. What's Thank going on? You. Thanks for having us. Well, what's it like right now? What's, what's, <laughs> what's life? You guys, of course, are the parents of Beckett, who's the two-year-old uh, that was able to recite how many WWE theme music He songs? did 20 themes in two minutes. But he, he can do more than that. He can he? do more. He's actually yeah. still evolving as we, as we speak. Yeah, he did a new one today. I hadn't heard before. We've thrown on, he, like... AJ Lee. Wasn't aware he, he knew, knew that AJ one. Lee. Oh, yeah. He, he, knew, that. he knew her theme song. Um, a lot. The most, the most uh, theme requested from from YouTube commenters has been CM Punk. He now knows CM Punk. This fire burns. The old one. The old one. Yeah. <laughs> not even called. Yeah. Them I'm not even gonna. Yeah. I don't know. He's just like, no. I know that is an in living color song. Right. <laughs> that's not. A, that's not a, well, so. Have you both, uh, Evan? I'm assuming you're the wrestling fan. I'm, I'm the one. That is, that is correct. Yeah. Although, although I, I can get into it once in a while, and I am often forced to watch a lot of wrestling. Can you get into it once in a while, or are you just being polite right now? Um, because no. that's like sound. Because my wife is, I guess, in a similar boat to you, and uh, she will tell people. No, I get into it every once in a while. Like, no, I like the Divas show or whatever, but oh, she's... I, I got I into Divas, Divas yeah. and she's in on Divas. the Bella Stephanie stuff right yeah, now. So right. that's the segment Definitely I can get her in on right now. But there are some matches that I that I watch. Like what? Uh, 
Uh, I'll force her to watch right. high spots. Because here's the deal. We got Raw on Monday. Raw's on Monday, but then you have, like, you know, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. So that's, like, takes priority oh, in our thank house. You, thank you. So I have to thank wait. Thank you for outing me. You want to talk about scripted entertainment. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's it right there. That's my favorite part of the Diva show is... There are like yeah, women like it and it's been a blessing for me because I enjoy the show. Yeah. But I like even more that it's wrestling related and my wife is not just watching it for me. Yeah, he feels the same way. But my favorite thing is going up to wrestling fans who are just dudes, single dudes. Believe it or not, there right. are some single male wrestling who fans. Who watch E after the Kardashians and But they're like, No, I don't watch that show, it's too fake. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. When wrestling fans think it's too fake, it's like uh oh, they, so they don't. They don't. They know. just have to do better they promos on Total Divas, right? And then we'll be... Right. So, have you been watching wrestling forever? Yeah, I mean, the story I told is like uh, my my bar mitzvah was like every table centerpiece was a New York sports team, but centerpiece of my table was Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so that's kind of where wrestling ranked among everything else. But yeah, I've been I got out of it a little as the Monday Night Wars actually started, and then my fraternity guys were getting in on it, so I got back in around '99. Okay, it's yeah. so weird to me that there are like. It seems like more and more I talk to people that there is a group of guys who grew up with it as kids, but they actually tapped out during right when it was getting really good. Right. I kept thinking, like, when's Hogan coming back? And, like, there's one time the earthquake squashed him. Then there's one time Yokozuna squashed him. And right. Undertaker beat him. And they're like, when's he coming back? And I was just like, I don't know what to do now. I'll play Sega Genesis, I guess. And, right. I, and I still do to this day when I'm back in New York. So, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's so weird, though, that Hogan had that much of an impact that... There was like guys like you that were like, "Well, I'll watch when Hogan comes back." But yeah, I've never met him. There was a time in Los Angeles where I caught a taping of like on of like superstar wrestling or something, where it was him, Bischoff, and Jimmy Hart were like the three judges, and it was like an eight celebrity like tournament. So it was like I was watching Dustin Diamond versus Danny Bonaducci. I was watching Frank Stallone versus Todd Bridges, <laughs> and then when they'd vote out a celebrity, like Hogan would be like, "Get out of my ring." So that, like, that's the most contact I've had with him. I would have enjoyed that because I know who those two people are that you mentioned. Yeah, did you say you saw Dustin Diamond? Screech, <laughs> <laughs> dude, Don, Danny Bonaduce. G and Dustin Diamond put Todd on a good Bridges? match. They put <laughs> on a great match. But that's like getting to see Hogan yeah. way too late. Like I don't know if I've seen him like live wrestle ever. I don't wow. know if ever will. You probably. don't think you've ever gone to see it? You've never seen a live... I've seen live events. I don't know if... I went to like a house show maybe like 20 years ago at Nassau Coliseum. But you didn't go much as a kid? Uh, not too much. Huh. I've gone most maybe like three to five years ago. I'll go to a every so often. Uh, in I think during college in like 2000, I I dressed up as like Kurt Angle because I actually I interned at the Fleet Center in a singlet. Yeah, no, I had a, I had a war. It's true, it's true shirt. Okay. I wore a gold medal. I had a, a red, white, and blue bandana. Right. I had a sign that said Kurt Angle is my dad. <laughs> so I brought that to the show and brought some uh, my uh, college buddies to it. I didn't know any of this, and and I it might have been better off that way. You don't think he would have been able to woo you in college <laughs> with that kind of? Uh... Most definitely not. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, I had to show my wife photos of me in sixth grade, mm-hmm. dressed head to toe as Goldust on no Halloween. Way. And this was 96 oh Goldust. This was when Goldust was still a little uh, oh. left of center. Uh, so I think Sam Roberts Stardust is what I would want to see. I think you looking for your cosmic key. I, that would be a great visual. I think so. I mean, I don't know if this hair works as Stardust, <laughs> but uh, it's like asteroid dust or something. <laughs> I think I could join the family. Yeah. Uh, so do you watch regularly now? So you don't get I, to watch Raw Live. You have to watch Bachelorette. I have to wait. Well, it's like a queue. I'm in the queue. Yeah. I, I watch my show from like 830 to 10. Mm-hmm. You know, and then 
it's his turn. Oh, so then you yeah. but you fast forward through the commercials. Yeah, and I, I mean, I watch it all, and of course, I subscribe to like a bunch of the podcasts. Like, you yeah, know, he has. Oh, sorry. Uh, separate from the podcast, though, you have, well, I have, I have network. So I have the network, on, obviously. Like, so on a loop all the time. Right. But you know, I'm listening to like Jr. Jericho and Steve Austin every week, and then I'm listening to like you know, uh, Cheap Heat, Straight Shoot. I don't know if I'm allowed to name other of shows you are. out here. I've been on. Uh, all of them. <laughs> rest, my good buddies at the Wrestling Compadres had me on one time. Uh-huh. Uh, those guys, and uh, yeah, I'm just always love just to. I don't try to. I don't like to overread like dirt sheet stuff, but I mean, I I follow it along and. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, and it's a weird thing with wrestling now yeah. is that with the internet and the way wrestling fans are, yeah. there's just so much hunger for content. There's never enough. Never enough. You can keep, as a, a wrestling fan, I'm sure, Kelly, that you have... You, my wife always says that she <laughs> wishes, wishes she had a hobby that could relate to this so she could make me feel what I put her through <laughs> because she doesn't understand that insatiable hunger for more and more content. Like, you just... Oh, yeah. great. More podcast. Fantastic. Network? Good. I'm going to watch it all the time. I have my own weird quirks of things that I, I just can't get enough of, like the show Dating Naked. So, <laughs> you know, I have my own weird things that I just wish there was more content. Right, right. More data. Well, I need 30 years content, of dating. More content, and that's why someone's naked. suing for $10 million now. Yeah, so they forgot the more. to... Un- Is that right? They forgot, yeah, to, they blur forgot to blur some lady parts. A serious, like, bending over situation. You would think... You're producing a show called Dating Naked. There must be a team of people whose only job yeah. it is to blur. Yeah. Usually it's They're the show fired. that's threatening the contestant $10 million to like not divulge the details, but here it's like the other way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They divulged a little too much detail. <laughs> yeah, my wife was like, she was looking at me like I was a crazy person on the night of the uh, Emmy Awards mm-hmm. because I had Raw going in the bedroom. While we were watching the Emmys in the nice. living room, and I was going back and forth, not only so I could watch both, because I wanted to tweet both of them. <laughs> and so, like, every other tweet would be like, oh, look at Stardust, oh, look at the, the Amazing Race, or whatever. I know. I've fallen so out where, like, Raw's probably the only episodic show I can consistently watch, like, outside of, like, Family Guy or and something. Smackdown. Yeah, I mean, Raw, Smackdown, and, you know, I'll have Beckett and I will watch main event. He can do a good NXT chant once in a while. That's crazy. So, yeah, yeah. The fact that there's a two year old kid, because watching that's your NXT. kid from the YouTube video. <laughs> Watching something as inside internet wrestling as NXT. Yeah, is. he totally like blew up when like Adrian Neville does his big like <laughs> twirly thing off the rope. I loved it, and that's honest. I mean, you're you are what WWE aspires to. Like the fact that there is a two year old reacting to Adrian Neville on NXT yes. is everything that Triple H envisioned when he thought of this thing. I think it's great. I mean, he's a little, I'm a little concerned how much he's into Adam Rose, but that's yeah. between me and him. <laughs> um, he's doing all right. I mean, you know, the ta- he's now tagged up with Sami Zayn for that tournament, but right. uh, we'll see. I don't know if this has any significance, but, you know, when he gets cranky or whatever and or he wants to watch whatever, I need to go do something. You're talking about Beckett or your husband, Evan? Evan, oh. no, Beckett. <laughs> First of all, he'll say Dubby, which is what he calls WWE. Oh, he says Dubby. And so um, I don't know that many adults that properly say WWE. I'm actually just say F or something. <laughs> yeah. WWF. But um, I'll put on WWE Network, and he'll just find something. And sometimes it's like stuff from like the early '90s or the '80s. People he probably doesn't recognize. Other, than I'm surprised Hulk he knows. Hogan. And like... he's into it. I mean, he will watch if it's wrestling. He will watch. 
That's amazing. Like, yeah. I didn't know how well he's he knew Undertaker. Totally he can pick out like every incarnation of the Undertaker. Purple like, gloves and all. Yeah, he can pick out like Hogan from the '80s to Hogan yep. now. It's just wow. it's, it's crazy. So like SummerSlam '94 comes on, he's like that guy with the Million Dollar Man is not the real Undertaker, <laughs> he and he doesn't know the Million Dollar Man yet, but he knows he knows Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah. and actually one day I, he was going. Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan. And I was like, what are you saying? And then I come into the room and I look at the, the <laughs> iPad and there's Hulk Hogan. And I was like, oh, I didn't know he knew Hulk Hogan. Of at course. That point. I mean, it's crazy. He really is immortal. Though. Yeah. He'll go on the app <laughs> and uh, sometimes you can just give him an iPad. He'll go to like YouTube. He'll find WWE on YouTube yep. out of nowhere. He and he'll just it. he'll just find stuff. Wow. Yeah. He'll find so, like Smackdown from two weeks ago or when, something. When you had a kid, was it in your mind to say, I want to have a child who watches wrestling yes, with me? Yes, I, I can vouch for that. Yeah, 100%. Hundred, here's the deal, 100%. and you, you may know this. When you're married, you don't have friends. So, I mean, your wife's your friend, but, you know, no, whatever. But it's like, I don't I don't have any friends. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a friend, and he's going to be just <laughs> yeah. like me. Like, produce, literally. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to produce him in a factory in her, yeah. in her belly. And, uh, and it, I just knew I'd always have, you know, I'd be always holding him, watching wrestling, but it just kind of started evolving where he would just always be watching it, then he would start Saying stuff and I'm, and we mess around and do web videos. The cool thing about this video is that people have looked at my other videos with him. Yeah. Like I have 40 seconds of him doing the yes movement, which people have found cute. I did this thing, which was poor quality, but it was called a try this at home, a toddler's guide to learning the finishing moves of the WWE. <laughs> so I would do a different finishing move with him across eight episodes. So right now I've like the Undertaker tombstone episode is like over a thousand views. And, and is it just you putting him in the moves? Yeah, it's just me for a minute. Just how you do. And he's is, hysterically which... laughing and I'm in the background going, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing the Cesaro swing like six revolutions, and she's like, cut it out. Okay, stop. And then he does more. I'm like, okay, really, stop. You're living my dream now. Forget about Triple H's dream. Like, that's the other thing. Like, you're like, not only am I creating a friend who will watch wrestling with me, but he's small enough that I can pull off any move. Yeah, and the, the, the gleeful laughter isn't as present as it was, but I think there's certain moves that will get it out of him. Like, if I did Sister Abigail on him, like, mm-hmm. he loves it, just being held there with his head. Right. And then I smell his head, and then I just throw him over uh, me. You give him the kiss on the forehead? No, I, I think, I thought, I thought he, like, smells the guy. I don't know if he kisses him or smells him. I, I just, think he gives him a kiss on the forehead. Oh, well, I'll do that from now on. Yeah, okay. definitely. <laughs> Did you ever drop him in the razor's edge? That was one of the episodes yeah. of Try This at Home. That was our Good. throwback episode. Excellent. Because yeah, the Razor's Edge is one of the funnest moves. Yeah, could you do just, to a small person? Yeah, there's a, it's a good way to to do it without ca- causing harm. Right, and you feel powerful. Like, right, like I just lifted a person oh over God. my shoulders. It, the, the, it's okay that he's twenty pounds. <laughs> Stop ruining our dreams. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, it freaks my mom out. Like I show her oh, yeah. one I'm time mine. we did the skull crushing mm-hmm. finale on him with the Miz. So all you gotta do is like you can't really sweep his legs because they don't really go down. So you gotta like almost bring your legs up to like your waist. Yeah. To get his legs and then. But it works. It works. Executed well. So, who do you. Are you at the point now when you watch wrestling? Yeah. Do you have favorite wrestlers? Are you just appreciating it for the whole spectacle? Um, I appreciate it. I'm probably more in line with, you know, the the internet wrestling community. I'm not as probably contrarian, I guess. But, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I love the Daniel Bryan stuff. I love, you know, CM Punk's departure. Is that your political way of, of saying you don't like John Cena? I I appreciate John Cena. Right. Like I like John Cena. He you always do. said, you know, he says to the armed forces, 
thank you for not just what you do, but how you do it. I feel like that's what I would say to him. Like, thank you for what you do, <laughs> but how you do it, considering all the BS you take, like week in, week out, year after year. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. But I mean, you know, the CM Punk departure, like it pains me every day. Still. Still. I mean, I'll just, I'll Google CM Punk every few days just to be like anything. And you know, well, it's never, never. You're an, you're, you work in entertainment. I'm a, yeah, we're comedian. Both, I'm, I'm a comedian. I tour around. She's an actress and a writer. And yeah. you know, we're now as a comedian and you've hosted stuff too i've hosted i mean i've been on like the vh1 i love the 80s i love the 70s and and... isn't it amazing that you get these tv gigs and like the thing that starts really pushing you over the top is the youtube video this he has as many views almost as i have ever had combined of like (laughs) 100 plus videos good thing you put your face in the very first like two seconds like (laughs) i'm introing this and i put my link link there is a take where actually he's in my lap the whole time and you see me the whole time and i'm making just like weird faces i'm changing the track on itunes but I'm like, they don't want to see me for two minutes. Let's, let's just let them sit in the chair, and I'll be off to the side. So and... when you say there's a take, it's a, it's legit, though. Yeah, it's on my 100% phone. 100% legit. But it's not like you sat there doing nine takes before you finally learned the song. No, no. We, no, he already knew the songs. It's just a matter of getting him through all 20. Right. Maybe we did two or three. But really, it was all just most of the music comes from the WrestleMania 29 album. So the artwork's the same throughout. And yeah. he's two. I mean, yeah. how much could you possibly? Like, they won't even but, let him have this. But you don't. You don't edit as you go. Like no, it was it's one the beginning. Full take. It's like okay. Yeah, so there's no cutting. No, and you can see it's all. Through, it's one way through. All. Yeah. I mean, I like the intro of one take better. So I did the intro, then I did like a circle effect to get into the twenty. Take. And it's like gotcha. doing another take would be just to make like have hope that it's a little funnier or something. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he gets them right every time. I like that he called Dolph Ziggler Dolphin. That's amazing. <laughs> and I love how he looked at Evan about um Bo Dallas after all you have to do is believe and then Evan's like who's that and he's like Bo Dallas you well, idiot. that's my favorite I do that to him I've always said who else who oh, else yes. tells people to believe <laughs> Paul Bearer yeah. how does he know Paul Bearer Paul Bearer's been dead all his life <laughs> he's been dead his whole life yeah. um, how does he I know do, Paul I would Bearer I always say that whenever Undertaker came on screen so it would be like a cue for him like, but that's yet like, even Undertaker coming on screen like Undertaker's had two matches in his lifetime Evan's two I, years old. Undertaker's I, probably wrestled I, twice since he's been born. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know why he just he just catches on. My we so filmed great. this video like weeks ago. Actually, I had the consideration because one of the wrestlers was Alberto Del Rio. I'm like, do I really want this on if I'm going to share it with WWE? Smart, but. My I le- I sat on it for two weeks. I tried to do better takes, but I'm like, you know what? This is the take. He says Del Rio awesomely. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just gonna put it out there, and you know, only maybe one person's noticed. But and. and- What's what was the biggest deal for you? Was it Stephanie McMahon retweeting, Vince McMahon retweeting? Um, I was like, once Stephanie retweeted it, it started. That's but, when, but like, the it fact, really started picking up. But soon. once, yeah. um, once like this, I kind of, I kind of had a contact in social media somewhat. Uh, but I sent him the info about the video, and the guy made. A WWE post. It was on Facebook. That was kind of that was the first. Like thing, they have 21 that... million followers yeah. on Facebook, and right. there's a post about him. Like you're scrolling through Bleacher Report team stream, and you see Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Mainy Tommy John. Here's a two year old that can say 28 shows <laughs> in two minutes. And like it was amazing because people started messaging me and writing things on Facebook that like it came to them via other ways. Yeah, you know? yeah. I just saw this on Bleacher Report, and I'm like, what is and now that? There's like Washington Post, USA Today, a luchador site wrote an article about him in Spanish. Yep. <laughs> and we're getting like YouTube comments that require me to go on Google Translate to be like, wait, is this Russian or Bulgarian? This is German, I, Arabic. Yeah, I couldn't believe when I started looking at my Facebook, I was like, yeah. wait, like I didn't realize that I knew your sister. 
Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't because I, I met her once, like you know, several years like, yeah. ago. But when she was like, "Look at my nephew," I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, You'd already seen him, right? Yeah, of course, I'd already That's seen so it. Crazy. I was like, like she, crazy. He, he, I was like, wait, so I know. The aunt of the wrestling music kid. <laughs> yeah. And the fact the that McMahon Vince kid. wrote his own tweet, that hashtag so PG. Exciting. And that he doesn't tweet amazing. that much. Right. And but when he does, a, it's impactful. That was yeah. so awesome. My question about, uh, before we trailed off about uh, you working in show business, both of you working sure, in yeah. show sure. business, is when you see something like CM Punk happen, yeah. and he just kind of, he looks like he's got everything. Like he's got a great spot in the company, mm-hmm. and everybody loves him, and he's selling merchandise, and he's packing arenas. And one day he just walks away. Like, yeah. do you kind of get that as an entertainer, or have you not had moments where you guys just want to be like, I, I quit this thing, and I just want to not deal with this? Um, my, I was on America's Got Talent for 2009, and I played in front of the judges. I had a great song about David Hasselhoff. They had me set up to like. By the way, there's something because yes. Taylor Williamson, who was also on America's right, Got Talent, we followed him. Yeah, also a major wrestling fan. No Is way, he really? he's a huge wrestling. Oh my fan. God. I'll, tweet, I'll tweet the video. He, to him. Yeah. he performed last night with a close friend, comedy friend. He performed with Dan last night. Oh, with Dan Adu. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it's just something weird about comedians on America's Got Talent that love. Oh and God, I'm I'm a guitar act, so I had this song about Hasselhoff, and then once I got out there, two seconds in, it was like X from Piers Morgan, let's get him off stage. It was getting late, audience was leaving. Sharon Osborne, like, you know, she stared daggers into me. And then Hasselhoff's like, I don't want to hear a song about myself. So after that performance, I was like, I, I gotta get out of here. Like I'll I'll need counseling for this because yeah. this is like insane. Because um, you saw it in your head, you were probably like, I'll do this charming song about Hasselhoff. He'll think that it's cute. Yeah. Sharon Osbourne will think I'm cute. And but and on that season, there was a guy that wrote a song about David Hasselhoff, and he was yeah. eating it up. It was like, Ugh. and it wasn't as they great. They didn't as, even let him get to like the funny part before they started. The sound check was great. I know? mean, the audience was loving the sound check. But yeah, he, and you think like I, you think fun. like you know you make it big, biggity bamity boom, and, yeah. and does not. It doesn't doesn't work like that in general, but still, it was like, I was like, how am I going to do another show after that performance? Right. Or, being, or not being allowed to perform. Just leave the business altogether. I mean, I think there are, especially when you've been in one place for a long time. Right. Even if you're doing something that is, was at one point your dream job and is still most people's dream job, mm-hmm. any dream job becomes like when you get into a negative space, yeah, yeah, you just get weighted down, and it's kind of hard to see what's going on around you when all this kind of shit is piling on yeah. top. Yeah, I mean, of you. especially if you have ideas about things you want to do and yeah. how to create it to be better and more and more of what you want, and people won't let you. That's well, really frustrating. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. As a writer, as a comedian, you guys know that at the end of the day, at least you have control over what you're doing. If yeah. you're working True. for somebody else, like if you're working for a you know, I don't know, comedy group, and he's like, no, this is what right. I want you to perform, this is what I want you to do, mm-hmm. and you're going, I could do more, or, you know, this is what I want you to write, and you're like, no, but I have a passion for blah, 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 yeah. we could do this better. I mean, I see yeah. where it happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been around the block a, a bunch, you just you just kind of just keep doing it, because it's fun, and it's it's your own thing. So yeah, yeah. I think that's that's like the, the secret, is to keep remembering that it's fun. Like, yeah. remember the fun part and focus on the fun part and realize, like, I'm not working in a grocery store. Yeah. Yes. Keep finding the fun part. Yeah. Finding ways to make it fun. and Yeah. 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 So, you – how how much wrestling do you watch? 
Um, you know, Raw, I mean, Raw, there's the SmackDown, I'll try to catch main events. And then NXT. I come downstairs every night and there's wrestling on. Something's so, on. Yeah, so I mean. he's saying it's like three things, but it's not. It's a constant. It's on a constant now that we have the it's amazing like, WWE have, I'm getting the most for my nine ninety nine. I'm not one of those twelve ninety nine like one month and beyond. Oh, no way. No, I'm in it for six months yeah. and beyond. I got the email like a few days ago that said my uh, six yeah. month subscription had automatically renewed. And I was like, thanks. Uh, Terrific. You're like, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the cool thing also with my career is because I have to, it's the most, the more I put into it, the more I'm going to get out of my career. Yeah. With this video, it's like I've had to put everything into like Beckett's stuff the last week because I'm going through like, you know, all this YouTube stuff and comments and messages and all that. So it's just kind of off the charts. Now, but, are you at that place where. Can you tell your wife that, no, no, you don't understand. This wrestling thing is not just a hobby now. Now it's good for the family business. Oh, now, I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah, because that's what I have to like. My arguments with my wife are twofold. Number one, I go, yeah, I watch it a lot, but do you know how many times it's actually on? I go, I don't right. watch Impact live. No, I don't watch it on Thursday nights. Rarely. I don't watch it on Friday nights. And she's like, but you watch it every Monday and every Sunday. <laughs> and then the other thing is, I go, well, it's not just a hobby. It's also part of the business. It's also, you know. It's a lifestyle. Right. It's a lifestyle. And here, here's what sucks because we live in L.A. So what sucks for us is, like, I have to wait till 8 p.m. because I have, like, cable. I can't watch it live at 5 p.m., you know, Western time. So, like, really, I, can, really I can't go hard. on Twitter, like, the three hours that Raw's on on the East Coast because I have to wait the three hours in, in the it's West Coast. It's been hard for us how as did, a family. How does that work? I thought it just came on at 5. It used to come on USA, but now USA, because it's uh, Time Warner, uh, puts it on at 8 p.m. West Coast time. So it goes 8 oh. to 11. So I'm like So they dying. push everything back? Right. And I'm always one that like, you know, DVR something and will watch it later just so it doesn't take up as much time. Yeah. Or I'll like do some comedy work while I'm watching wrestling. Because that's something. my favorite part. The last two years going to SummerSlam oh, yeah. has been like it's 5 o'clock and the pay-per-view's done at 8. I like, know. I still have a life. This is great. That was the best part. <laughs> I had no idea that now they, they, they push the cable back so you actually have to wait. Through even at, at, like so, Raw's ended on the East Coast, and now I can get to watch it on the West Coast. I wouldn't even engage in the WWE app like second camera thing, but right. if I wanted, you can't to, watch it, the, pre, you, the you watch the pre-show, pre-show and you're like, like, all right, time all right, to sit for three time hours. Time to go watch like an NFL game and come back, <laughs> and and you can't live tweet. No, that I, sucks. I, mean, I guess the only advantage would be if you watch Monday Night Football, then you can watch Monday Night Football live, and then you can watch Raw. Are you after. a football guy? I'm a football guy. I mean, I'm you know I'm from New York, so it's like you know Jets, Knicks, Yankees. Yeah, yeah. When did you move out to L.A.? Oh five, I followed her. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Did. For for work or, or um, are I you from here. L.A.? We're from no, the same I'm, high school in Long Island. Long Island. Oh, yeah. adorable. Yes. Super cute. Oh, get ready for the story. <laughs> <laughs> you? Oh, you want story? Yeah. yeah. Tell it. Okay. We. I was at the the train station in Great Neck, New York, in two thousand four. And uh so you guys Zack Ryder fans then? I I would love yes. to like, you know, be like woo woo to him. I, I like of him. course. Yes. Um I love I just love how he got where he is and and is such an incredible self starter and how he did it all from YouTube. I, and I that he repped Strong cool. Island hard. Totally yeah. repped Strong Island. <laughs> so so you, I admire him a lot. But um we met at the train station. He recognized me from high school. 
Um, I was in all the musicals, and he played the trombone in the pit. If oh, so you guys were like super cool high school kids. Never no, talked I to each other in high school. <laughs> oh, I get your sarcasm now. Oh, oh there it was. <laughs> it snuck in. I was a star. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Drama kids and You, you kids. watch her in West Side Story, man. She no, owns it. No, but the it. thing is, is that I was like, I was pretty hot in high school, too. So, yeah. So I starred in the musicals, but I was also like, you know. I mean, if there was Facebook back Min- back then, we minx? probably would. Is that a word? Minx, you could say. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. a bit of a minx in high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, so I didn't know for who you. he was. Yeah, yeah, but he because you were just the hot chick who was in all the plays. That's right. And he was just the I'm just a band and track nerd. Yeah. Know, yeah. yeah. Track is not isn't uncool. Well, I look yeah, but I look nerdy doing it because I'm thin. Well, I was yeah. thin, lanky, and running steeplechase. That's the you thing did about look nerdy. Track is like technically you're still a jock. But like you're skinny, but you're, not, you're not like a big brood a of a job. man. Cross country as well, so, right? Yeah, right. It just reminds me of John Travolta in Greece when he's like on the track, he's running and he trips. It's, it mm. wasn't very cool. No, no. Yeah. no, it's not so, cool. Okay, so, so we meet you at the train station. Anyway, so we ran into each other at the train station. We ended up sitting together on the train. Um, he told me he wrote comedy songs. I had just started writing comedy songs. Hey, he gave me his CD. I was like, I'll listen to it. If he's funny, I'll call him. He was. I did. Um, we hung out very platonic and then, uh, we started dating shortly thereafter. Then I dumped him and then we started. Why'd you dump him? <laughs> oh, cause she was still stuck in her ways. Yeah. 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 Still that he hot liked, chick he on likes, stage. Yeah. He still liked minx. me, uh, he yeah. liked me a little too much. Right. And, uh, the other guy that I was seeing didn't like me that much. Well, that's the way you go with it. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Girls love a-holes. Right. <laughs> it's true. So then, uh, I, I had like a, a revelation and I decided to, to go back to Evan and did you do did you do any of the like well I don't know if I want you back you might have to or were she you definitely like, had yes. to come to my place of work in Manhattan to like to like see me and then we walked outside and to a coffee shop in the Upper East Side and kind of decided okay we'll we'll keep going that's, that's not we'll, exactly we'll stick with it that's, that's not it's it. not really like the flow of it it's not no it was like he he actually was super cool about the whole thing he was like you do what you want and then you let me know when you're done because he knew, he knew, which was so cool. Because most guys, if they're going to want you, they they act kind of needy or whatever. He was. It's just also like, very. It's very confident. Yeah, super confident, like <laughs> strong intention, but like very laid back. And like, if you got to go be a slut, go be a slut, and then right. come back and let me know. <laughs> probably and, uh, watch. You probably just watched a bunch of Shawn Michaels promos. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, I do yeah. great Shawn Michaels, but I'll show you later. <laughs> you do it for the video camera. No, it's so no, mean. no. That's the next. That's the follow up to the Beckett video. Oh, God. <laughs> great. No. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Um, oh yeah. So then, so anyway, but I went to his place of work after we agreed to meet and we did go to a coffee shop. He was a bit downtrodden. Let's be honest. It was raining. And it was raining. And then, um, I told him. Very John Cusack vibe. It was very, very. I was, I was, yeah, he was more the John Cusack. I was right. The girl. Boom box outside the window. And he had that. And I had the pen. iPod classic. Anyway. (laughs) Um, So anyway, then I told him that it was over with the other guy and that he was the guy for me. And he was like, really? So I didn't really have to fight very hard. So do you have any, any wrestling related stuff at your wedding? No, it wasn't. Not till after, but it's a big one. It was uh, <laughs> intergender tag. Well, the other thing was, I'm like, I'm a huge Bon Jovi fan, so there was like Bon Jovi played at the wedding. All my friends know, like, big bon- those two things go together. They yeah. kind of you know, Bon Jovi. I've, I've seen you know Jersey. Seen Long Island. called Chris yeah. Jericho John Bon Jovi on one episode. So you know, there's some things that I'm into due to him being into wrestling. Like what? 
like DDP yoga. Nice. Um, which I got I, her to do it. Yeah, yeah he I heard it ain't your mama's yoga. It ain't your mama's <laughs> yoga. Um, I saw it on Shark Tank, and I'm a huge Shark Tank lover. Who isn't? Yeah, I actually wrote something for. It's a spoof of Shark Tank about something funny. Is anyway. it someplace people can look up? No, it, it's still it's in the written. right. It's oh. Still, it needs to Probably be rewritten. Shot. Oh, I can't wait to see it then. Yeah. Oh. Um, but so there's that. So there's DDP yoga, and then there's. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge, yeah. dude. That's a great I'm show. I'm totally into that. Is there that anybody kind of better on TV than Stone Cold? No. He is no. so amazing. underestimated for how entertaining he is saying anything. Yeah, like he can talk about anything. Yeah. He can talk about wrestling, and you, being a non-wrestling fan, would still be entertained. Yes, right. I could talk about like the types of milk you can get. Like, oh, let me tell you about this fat free, and then yeah. you got the one percent yeah. and the two percent. I like organic whole. You know, sometimes I'll put down some damn two percent. <laughs> he really pull, plays I'll see up you down the road <laughs> on, his, on his podcast. He really like plays up his southernness, though. He really yeah. plays up the Texan. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, there's a video. I don't know if I've put it out on YouTube yet, but I talked to him at SummerSlam, and he explained that he started wearing blue shirts because one day Vince McMahon walked up to him and told him. Blue, uh, he looks good in blue. It makes his eyes look pretty. <laughs> it's like when Vince told Miz, like, you got nice legs. You should, you should yeah. wear, wear tights. I don't know. what. That's have you met Vince funny. yet? Never met Vince. Uh, we There's a chance we might in the near future. Um, awesome. There's a chance we might, you know, go to an event maybe down the road. Um, no, but what I, I did meet the Miz. The Miz and I are from the same fraternity. Nice. Not the same chapter, but he uh, threw out the first pitch a couple years ago at a Dodger game. So I brought up, I brought my, my Theta Chi shirt. I held it up. And he was like, oh, yeah. So then I got a picture of us with the shirt. But uh, Are you a Miz? What do you think of the Miz? I I love I love the Miz. I love that he's back doing what he does because I mean to have him as a face was just like oh he's such a why? great natural heel. I know yeah. he just really works. I, I know. really like the Miz. You do right? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I feel like and I, this was the last time I talked to the Miz, I was talking to him about. I feel like he's done this thing where he's like the same thing you're talking about, Zack Ryder. Like he's he's a self made guy. Yeah. And he's yeah. made like he should be admired because he's made his dreams come true and he's gone further than anybody thought he was going to go in all this. The problem is he will not stop patting himself on the back for it. <laughs> so nobody has to talk. time. But the Great. more, the more public he does that, the more we hate him and love to hate him. Genu- yeah. He has like, such genuine heat. It's great to have. Yeah. So it's, it's like non-authority genuine heat that a guy can generate. So who do, you, who do you like watching now? Uh, watching now, oh Ambrose, obviously. Right, Ambrose is great. I yeah, mean, he's amazing. He's been amazing. Oh shoot, there's so many. I mean, for Beckett and me, I mean, Bo Dallas, because all I do with him is oh I hold God. I hold my thumb up to him, and he goes, "All you have to do is believe." Sometimes <laughs> no, I feel like he started doing that before you even showed that to him. He saw that, and wow. then one day he was like. Just up his up. Right now, he can like mimic so Roman funny. Reigns holding up his arms after stuff. And uh, are you are you, you going to start this year with the wrestling Halloween costumes? Oh, I think we're going to have to. Yeah, I would. I yeah. would think so. He has a strong affinity to Sheamus for some. I mean, he could pull it off. He has some similar coloring in yeah, a way. He He's got the red hair a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and the very right. pale skin that we don't have. Just spike no. it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, did the X have red hair? <laughs> just something to look into. They're like, just where did, they're like, where did the blonde hair come from? We're like his real and father. Catch a commercial. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's, uh, he has like my mom's coloring, Wendy's coloring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's the, it's his Evan's mom. That's yeah, yeah. Well, uh, should we get Beckett in here? Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. We're not going to push buttons. We're going to talk and maybe listen to music. Oh, lazy boy! <laughs> so, jeez, <laughs> Beckett has arrived. <laughs> Beckett is here. <laughs> That's why he's not doing Letterman. Beckett, welcome to the show. We're going to talk about Dubby. You like Dubby? <laughs> <laughs> I can't see you. 
You want to you hear some music? Music? You tell me. Do you like it? Okay. okay, if he likes it, he likes it. Yeah, Beckett. Beckett, I heard you, uh, I saw you on YouTube, and you blew my mind with the amount of wrestlers' music that you knew. Amount of guys from W.E., is that right? W. 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 Amount of wrestlers from W.E. Beckett. That, that you knew. Yeah, you, Beckett. Beckett. Right. Beckett, you might not realize this, but Beckett, you're famous. Okay, okay, I'm going to put it back on. All right, Beckett, you tell me, you tell me, Beckett. The two-year-old wrestling whiz kid. Yeah. Oh boy! If you know uh, this song, Rusev Udria, Rusev Machka. Who's that? Yeah. He said, "Who's that? Who's that? Yeah, Rufus. Rufus. That's yeah. right. Rufus. Rufus. That's exactly right. <laughs> wow, this is good. All right, all right, Beckett. How about this one? How about this one, Beckett? What is it? Oh. It bad is bad. That's, bad. <laughs> That's very good. I've never done that one. Yeah, you didn't even need I'm afraid like... I've got some bad news. He loves doing that bad news, Barrett. Okay, how about this one? How about this one? Oh, wait, what was that? <laughs> oh, he knows that one quick. Yeah. Okay, how about this one? That's right. Yeah. That's actually my wife's ringtone when she calls me. So that's a. Uh... <laughs> Okay, how about this one, Beckett? I heard this guy was one of your favorites. Adam That's Rose. right. <laughs> Beckett, you are not a flash in the pan. Okay, how about this one? This is a little tougher. Uh, he would have to... Oh, he said it! He got it! He might not know it. He totally He got it! You're really good, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah Bray Wyatt. Yeah, you got it. I don't know how you know. All right, how about this? How about this? Yeah. Who's that? No. Here it comes. Wait till you kick in. Who's that? No. Who's that? That's pretty good for a two-year-old. My God. (laughs) Beckett, you are no joke. How long have you been watching? That's Rob Van Dam. Let me see if I have any more on here. Uh, Sometimes I'll be driving the car and I'll just start hearing Rob Van Dam in the backseat. How about this one? Yes. Beckett. Dude. Beckett, what? What was that? Again, again. Do it again. We the people. That's right. We the people. Yeah. Like we didn't know. <laughs> How long have you been watching W for? Forever? Yeah. <laughs> Forever. That's amazing. I've never seen anything like that before in my life. For anybody that thought that you were just doing take after take. No, like, there are no pictures. Where, how All can how can do... other kids get to be as good as Beckett? All they have to do is what? This is great. He did yeah. that like fully, like slowly for a fact. Yeah, he's a performer. Beckett. I'm going to tell you something that my dad told me. Not when I was two. I was probably like six or seven when he realized 
Yeah. I had an obsessive uh, amount of wrestling information, and that's uh, imagine. Dad. What we could do with your brain if it were something productive. However, some people on YouTube have said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, I'm in the same boat as you. Wrestling geniuses are geniuses nonetheless. Well, there is uh, unlimited capacity in the human mind. Where can people uh, find everything about you, Evan? For me, funnyevan.com is really everything. I'm on all the social media, but funnyevan.com is the, is the hub. And Kelly, is there a place they can go to find your stuff? Yes, Kelly Myersfield at oh, I'm being bitten. dot com. <laughs> Kelly Myersfield. dot com. Uh, Beckett, anything to plug today? Uh, Beckett Sage dot com. Beckett He's got his own website. Yeah. It goes to his, goes Facebook, to his Facebook, Facebook page. He's got his own Facebook. Yeah, he's got Since like he 400 born. people. Wow. He was born with a Facebook page. You're a big celebrity, buddy. Yeah, we've evolved him. In three, at the age of three months, he reenacted James Franco in 127 hours. So there's other things that right? on YouTube. Two weeks in, I was messing with his face when he was sleeping to uh, be Coado from Total Recall. So, uh, so you just had a kid. I was like, this is, you and know, you were like, I could turn this kid into a performer. I'm, just... I'm not going to be the comedian that just like talks about having kids. I'm like going to actually like do shit with him. So right. like we did like just tons of stuff throughout. Well, that's great too because, like, <laughs> hi, Beckett, indeed. There's not enough attention on uh, uh, Beckett. Yeah. Um, hi, Beckett. Well, Beckett, there was something else. You tell me, this was, I don't know if I have it on my phone or not, actually, now that I think about it, but there was a song. Uh, oh, it was John Cena's song. I'm just oh, assuming he knows. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, I can get it. Remember, uh, that was the big Justin Roberts impersonation. For all the, right. for, all, for all the internet fans, who's this? He and, got it. Uh, good. We'll leave it on that. Thank you very Thank much, you so Beckett. Much. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Awesome. 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 <laughs> here is Sam Roberts. That was Evan Wexel and his uh, his beautiful wife Kelly and their adorable son Beckett. It's all legitimate. Trust me. I checked it out. Uh, you can check it out for yourself on YouTube, youtube.com slash notsam. There's a quick little video of yours truly playing, as you heard, this wrestling theme music for his kid Beckett. I swear to you, as a wrestling fan, the only reason why I ever want to have a kid is for a situation like that. If I can raise a tiny little toddler that already knows as much about wrestling as I do, I will have known that my job as a father was complete. The pride that this Evan Wexel must have. My God. Well, check out his YouTube videos and and his Twitter and all that stuff. Tell him you enjoyed hearing him here on Sam Roberts' Wrestling Podcast. The other thing that I'm going to do each and every week is give you my opinion. By the way, the other thing I wanted to say real quick before I explain to you what I'm going to do. You know why my wrestling podcast is my favorite of all wrestling podcasts already? How cool is it that Howard Finkel, that's, that's not somebody who sounds like Howard Finkel. That's Howard Finkel. Doing my voice work, okay? Who's got Howard Finkel doing their voice work? I'll tell you who. Vince McMahon. That's it. Vince McMahon and Sam Roberts have Howard Finkel doing their voice work. And I guarantee you, you'll hear him on other podcasts after this, but you remember he was here on Sam Roberts' wrestling podcast first. The other thing that I'm going to do on this podcast is give you my take on everything that's going on in the world of wrestling right now. We have a sweeper for that. Hit it, Howard. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. That's right, the State of Wrestling, where I get to give my opinion on the State of Wrestling right now. Now, this is not going to be like a State of the Union address. 
that happens like once every year or two. I'm going to give my opinion on the state of wrestling once a week. So it's not terribly as involved as it could be, but it is a, a very good sounding name. I feel like, um, and I'll probably usually have a little more time than I do today to get into it, but who knows? Depends on how long the interview goes. Today, I'm pretty much going to be talking about Hell in a Cell and the Raw that came right after Hell in a Cell. So I thought Hell in a Cell was a good to very good pay-per-view. It goes uh, bad, average, good, very good, and excellent. Uh, what, what do you think? I'm just making that up right now. Uh, I thought it was a good to very good pay-per-view. I thought there were very good moments. I thought there were moments that were only okay. Um, I love the Bella Twins storyline right now. I thought the match was good. I love anytime there's a bad guy who's got a good guy forced to be their personal slave or assistant or whatever the role is, I always get a kick out of it. I think that's old school. I think that's fun. Um, I thought the tag title match was good. I think WWE definitely needs more tag teams. I mean, I don't know if uh, if Harper and Rowan are going to come back as a team. Hopefully they will. Um, I don't know. Obviously, Ryback, we saw on Monday. I don't think Ryback is going to be coming back anytime soon because Ryback is back to being an over babyface or an over good guy, I guess, as, as it was last night. Um, so at the expense of poor Bo Dallas, I loved seeing Ryback, uh, return by the way on Monday. And I loved seeing the reaction that he got. Cause I think Ryback is just an immense talent. I think his look is good. I think he, I think he, he's great in the ring. Uh, I think he's gotten kind of a raw deal a couple of times. It seems like, but I'm really happy to see him doing well. Feel bad for, uh, Curtis Axel or Michael McGillicuddy, or whatever he's going to be called in his next incarnation. But I don't see Rybaxel coming back anytime soon. So I do wonder what they're going to do with the tag team title. Because as entertaining as the Usos are to watch, and as entertaining as Goldust and Stardust are to watch, we can only watch these two teams wrestle each other so many times before we are desperate for anyone else to be involved in the tag title scene. Um I think it'll happen. I mean, just out of necessity. You can't just keep these two teams going at it over and over again. But I, I, I thought, I mean, the match was good. It's always a good match with, with the two teams. I just think that we need another team to get thrown in there. And maybe, maybe it's Harper and Rowan. You probably need another, like, half dozen teams to get thrown in there. You know, but I'm a guy, I loved the early 90s tag team division. Nasty Boys and Rockers and Heart Foundation and Demolition and Legion of Doom and these established tag team units that you weren't just waiting for one of them to to get big so they could split up i mean maybe excepting in the case of the rockers but these these units they they were the, they were it was a team you watched the nasty boys to watch the nasty boys or you watched you know the legion of doom or road warriors to see them as a team um hopefully We'll get more of that. I think I think that's what the tag team division needs. Speaking of titles and title scenes that need more sort of a, 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 a depth, I guess it were, the Intercontinental title match was fantastic. I mean, when you put Cesaro and Dolph Ziggler in a ring together, I don't think you're going to get a bad match ever, especially a two out of three falls match. And I thought it was really interesting that Dolph won in two straight falls. I think it's great news for Dolph that he did that. I think it uh, uh, it adds believability 
because you sit there going, well, of course, two out of three falls, it's 1-1 and then a tiebreaker. But no, boom. It adds to just the unpredictable feel of the night when something like that happens. But I think, especially with the WWE World Championship off of TV, and we'll get into that in a couple of minutes, I think you absolutely need to have a large crop of guys that are biting to get a chance to get that Intercontinental Championship. I think that's how you build that title. Dolph Ziggler is always going to give you good Intercontinental Championship-worthy matches. Uh, I think he could use a a little bit of a story behind him. I'd like to be able to figure out, you know, who he is, what his motivations are, all that. I think Dolph could use a story. But I think that what would really make the Intercontinental title mean something and what would make these matches mean something would be if there was a, a pool of guys that were all fighting each other to try to get a shot at that Intercontinental title. And that way, when you finally had an Intercontinental title match, you'd go, whoa, this is an important match. Um, that said... The match was just fantastic. Uh, of course, what's going on with the United States title, and we saw it at Hell in a Cell, uh, the whole uh, Mizdow thing. I mean, it's a, it's a Mizdow thing at this point. Miz and Sheamus, they, you know, they put on a great match. I love the Miz. He's one of my favorite wrestlers, people. I just get a kick out of him. I think he's a great bad guy because people don't like him. Even smart, quote-unquote, wrestling fans that cheer for the bad guy don't like to cheer for the Miz. The Miz gets booed, and that's what makes him good. He's just, he's got this thing about him. He plays the obnoxious, I'm better than you heel, better than most people. I think he's great. I love watching him. But I think that uh, if they go a a whole lot further with the Mizdow storyline, I I mean, Damian Sandow could uh, wrestle a paper bag and get fans behind it. I'm so impressed with Damian Sandow, um, and I think it's been great what The Miz has been doing with him. I think that it's been recognized that Damian Sandow is getting so much crowd response that they can't deny it. And so The Miz is, is sitting there not pretending it's not happening and not getting frustrated and not getting jealous over it or whatever it is. The Miz is embracing it and saying what's good for Mizdow is good for Miz, and it is. Wow, that rhymed. That was really slick. But here's what I think. I think they've got to separate the Miz and Mizdow way sooner than later. Like, soon, soon, soon. Because the last thing you want is that Mizdow thing to get stale. You gotta, and it's tough. It's tough to be in in, in WWE. Because you have to figure out, okay, when you've got something that's working, you have to kind of stop it right before it doesn't work anymore. You can't let it go until it's stale, but you also don't want to cut it off too early. you got to find that exact point where if we let this go any further, it gets stale. But we cut it off right now, and we use it as a launching pad to the next thing. And that's where the money is. And that's where you've got to make the call with Mizdow. I mean, I think, you know, now that we all recognize that he's reenacting. Every time the Miz gets hit, he gets knocked on the ground. Everybody's acknowledged that. You're only going to be able to see it so many times before you're used to it. So I think, uh, I think soon we're going to have to see these two split up, and I think that's going to be great. And hopefully the United States title will be involved. I think that would be a, a, a really great thing. The Hell in a Cell matches at Hell in a Cell. The John Cena-Randy Orton match, 
you know, people had a problem with the result, I guess. I don't mind seeing John Cena win matches. I think he's this generation's Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan won a lot of matches too. Uh, but the one thing I will say is it's one of the best Randy Orton-John Cena matches we've ever seen. And Randy Orton and John Cena are two guys. You say what you want about John Cena. Randy Orton and John Cena are two guys that when it comes to a big pay-per-view match, when the match counts, both of those guys will always deliver. Cena included. Cena does not put on bad matches at this point in his career. At this point in his career, when it comes to a big money match, like a Hell in a Cell with Randy Orton, like a match with Brock Lesnar, like a WrestleMania match with The Rock, like any match he ever had with CM Punk. He does not, John Cena doesn't put on bad matches anymore. So, I mean, that was a a pleasure to watch. And I'm going to say this. As far as the other Hell in a Cell match goes, this is the controversial one. Of course, it was great seeing Ambrose and Rollins have this Hell in a Cell match. It was fantastic. Starting up top, Using Joey Mercury and, and, and Jamie Noble as the you know 2014 Stooges and having them up at the top of the cage and taking big moves. It really did look like that cage. That cage at the top of it has got to be ridiculously reinforced because it really looked like there was a strong possibility that one of those guys was going through. Um, having them fall off halfway down the cage through the tables at the same time, I thought it all was great. People had a big problem. Some people, I read the internet, I know these things. Some people had a big problem with uh, the ending. With Bray Wyatt coming out at the end and with the spirit that came out of the lantern. I have to tell you, before I read any feedback about the end of this match, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Number one, I don't think that you need a clean finish. Everybody was saying, but you, you, you could have had a clean finish and then had Bray Wyatt come out. No. The reason that Dean Ambrose is mad at Bray Wyatt is not only because he snuck into the ring and gave him a sister Abigail. It's because Bray Wyatt cost Dean Ambrose Ambrose's moment of revenge against Seth Rollins. Pinning Seth Rollins is the moment that we all as fans and Dean Ambrose as a character has been waiting to accomplish ever since... Seth Rollins hit him in the back with a steel chair, turning on him months ago, and we've never gotten to see it. There's always been some kind of outside interference. Seth Rollins has always weaseled his way out of this. There's always been something that has stopped this clean finish from happening. Dean Ambrose had his moment. He had his moment to extract his revenge, to finally get that pin, to make everything okay, and Bray Wyatt... The eater of worlds comes and takes it away from him. To me, that's a compelling story. To me, that makes me say, okay, now Dean Ambrose is going to want to slit Bray Wyatt's throat, metaphorically speaking. It's TVPG after all. He's going to want to kill Bray Wyatt after Bray cost him that moment. And it makes Bray Wyatt a bad guy because Bray Wyatt cost me as a fan and all of you as fans. He cost us our moment to see justice finally served. You know, he cost us that. So we take that out on him. And you heard Bray Wyatt get booed at the pay-per-view. At Hell in a Cell, Bray Wyatt was getting booed. And that's a difficult thing to do for Bray Wyatt. He's so... 
enjoy, he's so good that it is very difficult to get an audience to dislike him as a performer. And they did it, and he did it, and it worked. And as far as the, you know, the weird ghost thing coming out of the lantern, I thought it was fun. Well, then again, I was 12 years old, or, or 11, and I thought it was fun when The Undertaker lost his first coffin match, and he drifted up to the ceiling. You know, everybody's saying, well, when did Bray Wyatt get to become this uh, 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 otherworldly power? All of a sudden, when did he get into witchcraft and, and, and warlockery and, and, and gain these superpowers once reserved only for The Undertaker? I mean, where did all those kids come from? Right? Nobody quite, he, had a, he had dozens of kids in sheep masks following him around and singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. If that wasn't witchcraft, I don't know what was. He's convincing this giant, bald, red-bearded man to wear a gas station uniform and a sheep mask, right? That's witchcraft. I don't care who's telling you it's not, that's witchcraft. So I believe that Bray Wyatt can have a lantern that has a little Tupac Shakur hologram or whatever it was coming out of it. Help me, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. I don't care what it was. I dug it. And if I were Dean Ambrose, that would confuse me too. If I was sitting there almost be, ready to smash Seth Rollins' head through cinder blocks, and I saw a spirit coming out of Bray Wyatt's lantern, whether I thought it was real or not, I would be very confused as to what it was. And it would give Bray Wyatt that moment to attack. I dug the finish in a big, big way, and I am super excited to see what happens between Dean Ambrose and Bray Wyatt. Um, of course, the other thing, and we talked about Ryback returning on Raw, but the other thing that we found out on Raw is Brock Lesnar will apparently not be defending the world title at Survivor Series. Now, that's a, a big thing. That's a big thing in the wrestling community. What do we think of the fact that Brock Lesnar is not a defending champion? He wasn't at Hell in a Cell. It looks like he won't be at Survivor Series because it, you're, you've already announced you're going to have a Team John Cena versus uh, uh, Team Triple H or whatever. Like, it, it would appear, and, and John Cena's the number one contender. So if John Cena is, is, has other things to worry about, I don't think we're going to have a world title defense at Survivor Series. A lot of people are upset about that. Some people aren't. What do I think about it? You'll have to tune in next week. We're out of time. We're out of time. Next week, I promise you, I will talk about uh, uh, the fact that the world champion is not defending his title on TV. Also next week, episode two, we'll have our first sports entertainer as a guest here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. If there's something you want me to talk about in the state of wrestling next week here on the podcast, tweet me at NotSam or send me a Facebook message. Also, the Facebook thing is at NotSam. I'm NotSam on Facebook, NotSam on Twitter, NotSam on Instagram, NotSam on YouTube, everywhere. Again, thanks to Evan Wexel. You can see his kid, Beckett, naming wrestling songs on my YouTube channel, Not Sam. Uh, and I will see you next week here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow at Not Sam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. 
and subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Breaking up is hard to do, but when it comes to your wireless carrier, you should have left a while ago. You're over the big three carriers. You deserve better. Xfinity Mobile. Now you can get unlimited with 5G included for just $30 a month on the nation's fastest, most reliable network. So break free from the big three and save with Xfinity Mobile. Take the savings challenge at XfinityMobile.com slash MySavings to see how much you can save when you get Xfinity Mobile and Internet together. Reduced speeds at 20 gigabytes per line. Most reliable based on root metrics U.S. report. Results vary, not an endorsement.